Episode 27, Esau and Japhet are one. Genesis 36, 8 through 11. Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. And these are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites in Mount Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons. Elipaz with Adah, woman of Esau. Ruel with Basmat, woman of Esau. Sons of Elipaz, Taman, Omar, Zepho, Gatim, Canaz, Amalek. Sons of Rael, Nekat, Zerak, Shammah, and Mazah. Esau also had three more sons, and their names were Yashish, Yalem, and Karach. In Joshua 56, 46-54, Jacob has died, and Esau, his report of his brother, is now dead. He takes his family, and he goes to mourn for his brother Jacob. Joseph and his brothers take their father from Egypt, and they go to Hebron to bury Jacob in the cave by his father's. When they came to the cave, Esau was there with his sons. And Esau became belligerent and said, you know what, you cannot bury my brother here. Joseph was like, why? This is where we're supposed to bury him. Let us bury him. Joseph and his brothers heard the words of Esau's sons, and they were exceedingly wrought. And Joseph approached Esau and said, surely my father bought it from you for great riches after the death of Isaac, our father. Now five and twenty years ago, and also the land of Canaan, he brought from you and from your sons and your seed after you. And Jacob bought it for his sons and his seed after him for inheritance forever. And why speak you things this day? And Esau starts lying, saying, You speak falsely and utter lies. For I sold not anything belonging to me in all this land. As you say, neither did my brother Jacob buy anything belonging to me in this land. And Esau spoke these things in order to deceive Joseph with his words. For Esau knew that Joseph was not present in those days when Esau sold all the belongings to him in the land of Canaan to Jacob. A fight broke out between Esau and his men and his nephews. Unfortunately, Esau was killed and about 40 of his men were also killed. And the rest of his family and sons went back to their land. Jacob was finally buried in Hebron in the cave of Mappalah, which Abraham had bought from the sons of Shet. With Esau being dead, his sons became even more angered and infuriated with the death of their father. So they raged war against the sons of Jacob. The battle was heavy in Joshua 57, 1-3. The sons of Jacob prevailed over the sons of Esau, and not one son of Jacob had died. Joseph placed Zepho, the son of Elipaz, which is Esau's grandson, and 50 of Esau's men in jail. Eliphaz and his people, along with the body of his dad, Esau, went to Mount Seir, and they buried their father, Esau, in Mount Seir. So Eliphaz is thinking about his son, is now in chains, and he's trying to figure out a way to get his son and his men back from Jacob's sons. So Joseph and the sons of Jacob hear that the sons of Esau are planning an attack against them. The sons of Esau and the children of the east come to battle for their people. The children of the east sounds like Japhet. Joseph, his brothers, and Egypt fight against the sons of Esau and the children of the east. It didn't end well. The sons of Jacob won again. Eliphaz and the children of the east ran as fast as they could, along with the children of Seir. Esau's sons were so upset, they started fighting anyone. They fought against the children of Seir and lost two times. Then they came back the third time and destroyed them, took over the land of Seir and all their possessions. Esau dwelt in the land of Seir instead of the children of Seir, per Jasher 57 and 45. Esau killed them, took their land, and called it their own. 
Does that sound familiar? The sons of Esau wanted Zepho and their men out of jail and away from Joseph and Jacob's boys. Esau's sons made peace with the children of the east, and they went together to fight against Joseph and Egypt. And the sons of Esau were defeated again by Joseph and his brothers and the Egyptians. Again, not one man was missing from the sons of Jacob. So Joseph ordered Zepho and his men to be additionally bound. All the children of the east, children of Esau, returned home in shame. They could not defeat Jacob's sons. Joshua 58:28. From that day forward, the children of Esau hated the sons of Jacob. So this gives you the history of the hatred from the two brothers of Jacob and Esau. The hatred and enmity was very strong between them all of their days. Now we're seeing the hatred of Judah and the Israelites from the twin brother of our father, Jacob. The hatred is deeper than the selling of the birthright from Esau to Jacob. It started there with the birthright, which was why Esau refused to let his nephews bury his brother Jacob in the cave that was purchased for that very reason. From the hatred, a fight broke out, which left Esau dead. Jacob's son, Joseph, is the prince of Egypt and has Zepho, Esau's grandson, in prison along with the other men of Esau. So this is adding on to the hatred and the history of why Esau hates Jacob so much. I wonder if this is the reason why Esau has been keeping Jacob, the Israelites, in prison today. All the 12 sons of Jacob, also known as Israel, were in Egypt and their children and their families. And Joshua 59 and 19, and all the souls that went forth from the lawns of Jacob were 70 souls. These are they who came with Jacob, their father, into Egypt to dwell there. Joseph and all his brethren dwelt securely in Egypt and ate the best of Egypt all the days of the life of Joseph. Joseph and his family were blessed because of their obedience to the Most High. But then Joseph dies and Zepho and his men flee from Egypt. And of course, Zepho wanted revenge. He would plot just like his dad, Elipaz, to find nations to fight against the sons of Jacob, the Israelites. Zepho asks Angeas, the king of Africa, hey, can you come fight with me and let's conquer the Israelites? Angeas said no. Then Angeas, the king of Africa, gets into a disagreement with the children of Chittim. Remember, Chittim is from Japhet, Greece, Rome, over a girl. This girl was from Chittim, which means she was a European. And the king of Benpentu wanted this girl, and the king of Angeas wanted this girl as well. So they fought. Turnus, the king of Benpentu, was killed. Chittim became very afraid of Angeas and allowed them to steal and plunder their land. Zepho, still filled with rage for the sons of Jacob, asked Angeas again, hey, can you please come and fight against the Israelites? Daily Zepho would incite Angeas to fight the sons of Jacob. Angeas thought he would go fight, but first he asked Bilaam. This is a sorcerer that we talked about with Moses. He started early in his devilry. After counsel with Bilaam, Angeas said, nope, we're not going. Zepho was so upset with Angeas' decision that he left and went to Chittim. He said, since you can't and will not fight against the Israelites, I'm gone. So he flew to Rome and Greece, the sons of Japhet. And Joshua 61 and 13, and all the people of Chittim received him with great honor. They hired him to fight all their battles. Zepho became exceedingly rich in those days. And the children of Chittim saw the valor of Zepho. And the children of Chittim resolved and made Zepho king over them. He became king over all of them. And while he reigned with them, he subdued the children of Tobol and all the surrounding islands. And there, King Zepho went ahead and made war with Tobol and all the surrounding islands. They subdued them. And when they returned from the battle, 
Chittim renewed his government. They built him a very large palace for his royal habitation and seat. They made a throne, a large throne for him. Zepho reigned over the entire land of Chittim and over the land of Italy for 50 years. This is how Japhet and Esau became one. Per Jasher 61, 24 to 25. Esau, or Rome, founded religions, assumed identities, conquered and blended with Japhet, conquered many countries, whitewashed many things, added and took away from scripture. Revelations 22, 18 through 19. Plagues will come to those who add and take away from the scriptures. And who is in a plague right now? Esau and Japhet established governments, legal systems, free market societies, art, painting, sculptures, traders who acquired massive wealth, the Atlantic slave trade, NAFTA, took things from other homelands. Museums are full of artifacts and history that's not theirs. Worshipped many gods. People followed the god that they worshipped and many divisions were created. They fought wars to protect their own interest. Buildings were created. In particular, the Parthenon is the Greek temple dedicated to the goddess Athena. It was voted the most beautiful building in the world. The temple interiors are gold. The columns and exterior are spaced to create a harmonious ratio. You can see these column buildings in our universities, banks, libraries like the New York Library, federal buildings, the White House, the Capitol. You see the structure all over the United States, as well as in Rome, in England, and across the countries of the world. You can see Japhet and Esau, the Parthenon with the columns all over Europe and the world. The language. English is from West Germany and Indo-Europe. It was first spoken in England, became global language in France. Words. Over 60% of the English words have Greek or Latin roots. Science and technology words are 90% from Greek or Latin. 80% of the words in the English dictionary are from Latin. The education system spread through the Roman Empire. It started as an informal familial system, then went to a tuition-based system. Schools established were for paying students. Rome education system based on the Greek system, influenced by Plato, Isocrates, Sophist. Education and physical education, PE or gymnasium, was in the Hellenistic period. Athens education centered on physical and intellectual education with Socrates, Socrates, Aristotle, Greek philosophers. The Spartan system. Plutarch was a Greek historian. Plato started his own school, the Academy, after his Greek hero, Academus. The word Democrat is a French word from aristocrat. Republican is also a French origin word. The imprint of Esau and Japhet is all over America and other countries of the world. Let's look at the founding fathers. First, Christopher Columbus. He claimed to have discovered America when there were people already here. He was from Italy, Rome. He was sponsored by the Catholic monarchs of Spain. Again, he was sponsored by the Catholic monarchs of Spain to come and take things that were not theirs. The Catholic monarchs were governed by the Castile family. You can trace this family back to Alfonso VII of Leon in Castile. His daddy, Raymond of Burgundy, was born in France. Esau Japhet, coming to another nation, taking over the land under the umbrella of the Catholic monarchs. George Washington, his great-great-grandfather, Lawrence Washington, was born in England. Alexander Hamilton, 
His father, James Hamilton, was from Scotland. Benjamin Franklin, his family, Josiah Franklin, was of England. John Adams, his father, John Adams Sr., was a British colonel and farmer. Samuel Adams, his family was from England and he was kin to John Adams. Thomas Jefferson, his mother, Jane Randolph Jefferson, was born in London, Great Britain. Peter Jefferson, his father, claimed to be born in Virginia, but Peter's father was born in British America. James Madison, his family, is traced to Isaac Madison, the immigrant, born in London, England. John Jay, his parents were from French and Dutch descent. Richard Henry Lee, his family, Richard Lee I, was an immigrant from England. It was known in Rome, a child of Roman parents was considered a Roman citizen no matter where in the world that child was born. Italian citizenship is granted by birth through the parental line and there's no limit on the number of generations. These founding fathers are all from Rome, Esau and Japheth. President Abraham Lincoln abolished slavery in the 13th Amendment in 1864 and 1865. Keep in mind his great-great-grandfather Samuel Lincoln was also born in England. It states, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a crime, whereof the parties shall have been duly convicted, shall exist in the United States or in any place subject to their jurisdiction. Slavery was abolished, so they say, but was transposed into the prison systems, the school to prison pipeline, police brutality, police on the necks of Judah and the Israelites. The 13th Amendment, along with police departments, allows our black and brown to be the focus of arrest, placed in the judicial and prison system, because then you're back in slavery. That's why there are gun and drug drops in our neighborhoods. The same reason why there were bricks placed for the protesters. Esau has been mad at Jacob from the beginning. When Jacob brought his birthright, Joseph and the sons of Jacob killed Esau when fighting to bury Jacob in the cave purchased by Abraham. Esau's sons could never defeat Jacob's sons in battle. Joseph put Esau's grandson in prison, and Zepho, the grandson, could not get the king of Africa to fight with him against the Israelites, which brought Zepho to the kingdom of Chittim, Rome, and Greece. Jasher 97 through 8. The children of Chittim continued their pursuit over Edom. Chittim wanted their throne back. And Edom became subject to the children of Chittim. And the children of Chittim, Greece, and Rome ruled over Edom. They became under the hand of the children of Chittim and became one kingdom from that day. Jasher 90 and 30. Edom revolted from under the hand of Chittim. Latinus placed them under the hand of the children of Chittim. Edom became one kingdom with the children of Chittim all the days. Esau, Japhet, Japhet, Esau became one kingdom. This is what the scripture says about Edom. 2 Kings 8 and 20 and 22. In his days, Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah and made a king for themselves. Edom revolted under the hand of Judah unto this day. Isaiah 34 and 5. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Edom and upon the people of my curse to judgment. Jeremiah 49, 17 and 22. Edom shall be a desolation. Everyone that goes by it shall be astonished and shall hiss at all the plagues thereof. Behold, he shall come up and fly as the eagle and spread his wings over Botstra, a place in Edom. And at that day shall the heart of the mighty men of Edom be as the heart of the women in her pangs. Ezekiel 25, 12 through 14. 
Then says Yah, because Edom has dealt against the house of Judah by taking vengeance and has greatly offended and revenged himself upon them. Therefore says Yah, I will also stretch out my hand upon Edom and will cut off man and beast from it. I will make it desolate from Teman and they of Didon shall fall by the sword. And I will lay my vengeance upon Edom by the hand of my people Israel and shall do in Edom according to my anger and according to my fury. They shall know my vengeance, says Yah. Joel 3 and 6. The children also of Judah and the children of Jerusalem have you sold to Javan, Greece, Rome, that ye might remove far from their border. Joel 3 and 19. Egypt shall be a desolation. Edom shall be a desolate wilderness for the violence against the children of Judah because they have shed innocent blood in the land. Judah is now in a symbolic Egypt and Edom is in charge. Amos 1 and 11. Thus says Yah, for three transgressions of Edom, and for four, I would not turn away the punishment thereof, because he did pursue his brother with the sword, and did cast off all pity, and his anger did tear perpetually, and kept his wrath forever. Lastly, for Ezra 6 and 9, Esau, Edom, is the end of the world, and Jacob is the beginning that follows. Cry out to Yah, and let Yah's will be done and not ours. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or comment here. We don't claim to know everything, but we seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that knows everything. Let truth roar, let truth reign, let truth speak, and let truth set you and your entire family, the entire nation of Israel free. Truth roars, truth reigns, truth speaks, truth sets me free. Please see a podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com.